Bangarang Radio, Bangarang Radio, BangarangRadio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll Bangarang on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hello and welcome to Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. I am Jacques L'Amour. The holiday season is upon us, and if you're looking for that perfect gift for that pop punk pizza lover in your life, consider buying them something from the Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast merch store. You know, not only will that pop punk addict in your life love you forever and ever after you've bought them something from there, but you'll have supported the podcast as well and, and help us uh, pay the bills a bit. So pick up a shirt, hoodie, we have face masks and more today at poppunkpizzapod.com. Don't forget to use that promo code poppunk at checkout to get $2 off your order. Again, that's poppunkpizzapod.com to grab some merch today. Thank you in advance if you've already bought something here recently. I truly, truly appreciate that. So now that we've got that out of the way, let's get to today's show. My special guest today is Tara Hahn. I believe I'm pronouncing her name right. The lead vocalist of California ska punk band Half Past Two. The band just released a new song and video called Shine. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to find out how pop punk fits into the equation of Tara's life. Let's pick it up. And I will shine for you If there's just one thing I can do And I, I will trust so much The future's bright for us Tara's here. I mean, (laughs) the fact that you have two kids, and I don't know if, you know, uh, your husband or your partner, whatever situation you're in, I don't know if they're working from home or not or whatever, but the fact... He is, but he's out in the garage, so he has, like, no idea. (laughs) The kids, I set set him up. I was like, okay, guys, here's a movie. Here's some popcorn. Look, I'm making popcorn special. (laughs) Like, no interrupting me. They're like, okay. <laughs> That's what my daughter's easy because she doesn't really go, like, you know, she's not like active. So she's just like, cool, I'll just sit here. I mean, so. depending on if she was in her chair or not, she could just <laughs> say, hey, all right, see ya, you know. Yeah, it's true. No, I think she prefers, like, she's just on the floor right now because she's now she's free to cruise the entire house. She doesn't have to be worried about getting in and out of her chair. Oh, okay lucky hair yeah so, so does she use her she can use her arms then is that yes she she can use a manual chair like um spinal muscular atrophy is like any muscle outside of like your spinal cord like your brain is basically the only thing unaffected so maybe anything like it's her legs it's usually people's legs and that's what's like the visible thing mm-hmm. but it can be like swallowing oh, wow. using the bathroom by yourself talking you know just like anything literally so, any like muscle just, in your body yeah yeah anything not just like your limb muscles but mm-hmm. like you know right. like your breathing muscles a lot of kids have like you know g-tubes to help them eat or they have like um machines to help them like breathe at night luckily neely doesn't need any of that stuff yet but it's a progressive thing and it's a possibility so um, I know I treat it sort of like nonchalant, but that's just because well, that's my way of dealing with it. I'm like, it's a possibility. It could happen. Yeah. We might well, be there. You know, so. everyone, you, everyone has to find their own way of, of dealing with it. So we, we can we can get more. We'll, we'll definitely get more into that in, uh, in a little <laughs> bit. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, I, feel like I know. I was thinking the same I thing. I listened to like so many episodes. And I'm like, wow. Oh, I feel like we've sort of chatted like <laughs> barely. I, but, you know, well, I'm just like, I know who Jacques is. 
guys because I see you all the time on right. Online. I was gonna say online. Well, I am. I'm very honored that uh, you've listened to uh, so many episodes of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a pleasure to finally talk to you because I've been enjoying your music ever since I was, you know, uh, introduced to it earlier this year. And then yeah, just the, the little chats we've had online. Um, I think I think we really started to chat more when um when i had bonnie from stand atlantic on the podcast because you were like oh i love stand atlantic you know i love stand atlantic <laughs> well i started following you because you had talina on the on the podcast yes. and obviously talina is my friend and so i wanted to like listen to her episode mm-hmm. so that's when i started listening and then when i saw you had bonnie on there i was like telling <laughs> other people in the band because they know like <laughs> i love stand atlantic so they were like dude you got to see if she'll answer some of your questions. And I was like, oh, I know. And, and I, it. yeah, I felt so bad about that because I had it written down. And what happened was I was only given like 15 or 20 minutes with Bonnie. And so since I had so little time, I was kind of like, you know, in my mind, I was like kind of freaking out a little bit just because I was like, oh my gosh, look, it's like, okay, what I, do I ask this? Do I ask that? What do we talk about? And like, you get so comfortable uh, sometimes uh, when you're talking with a person that you tend to forget that you're on a time constraint. So I was like, well, I want to make sure that I don't go over time. So I was like, right. you know, I was just so, yeah. but anyway, I felt bad that I didn't because don't even worry about it. It was just question. funny because I was like, I was like, oh, I think I might be able to get this answer to you guys. And if if she answers it, we're doing it. Like we are 120 percent. I know. And I feel like like I totally screwed that up. So, you know, um, but but uh, so Tara's. If you ever get to speak to her again, I hope so for me. I hope so. I will definitely (laughs) ask her if, if I ever get the chance again, which, you know, fingers crossed. Um, that, that yeah. happens. I, that's going to be like number one. I'm going to get that out of the way before we talk about anything else. <laughs> um, I need to know. So inquiry. Yeah. Time. So, so Tara's question, uh, just in case you didn't hear, uh, which you probably didn't, cause I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but your question was for Bonnie from stand Atlantic. It was what would, um, let's see how, how, how do like i word which, that which stan atlantic song do did she think would be uh would make a great uh ska yeah, song or the like, best ska cover w- or she would, would like to hear as a ska that's cover. what it was um, yeah and you because in half past two we love to rip up you know songs and turn them into ska oh songs, heck yeah so. i mean that's like the ska <laughs> tradition right i mean if you're a ska band and you don't do that with popular songs or, or other bands songs then you're not really a ska band <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's like part of uh, what we do these days right? it's fun yeah it really you is know? and a lot of people don't know what ska music is so it's kind of like a way to sort of like get get in their head mm, you know right. you're like you know this song what if it was this is what it would sound like if it was a ska song yeah yeah exactly and i i was actually just listening to your cover of somebody that i used to know um that you guys did such a great job on that song and <laughs> it brought me back to the days when like i was introduced to um 80s pop songs from ska bands you know because the ska bands from the 90s would all cover you know big hit pop songs from the 80s you know and so it was kind of like the same thing i'm like huh i wonder if there's a kid listening to this right now that's being introduced (laughs) to you know godier for the first time from this you know they realize oh wait this is actually a, a a popular song of you know so yeah we just thought um, it was uh, kind of like a trolley sort of song that people kept complaining that they were hearing it all the time. And we were like, oh, that would be so funny because we play a lot of our songs until this year. We sort of just focused on here where I where we are in Orange County. Um, 
And so we just thought it'd be funny to play it live because people would be like, oh no, not that song, you know? Oh man. Yeah. So it's, it was, <laughs> but people liked it and I like it. It's really fun. I, I mean, it's, it's a, it obviously is, is completely different from the original song. So, I mean, it's a, it's a reimagined version. So I would think a person would be happy because they're listening to it in a genre that they love or at least you (laughs) would think they would love especially if they're at a ska punk show you know um you would think that would be okay (laughs) so yes but it's like getting rickrolled sort of you know you're just like (laughs) or like or if you hear it earworm you know Mm -hmm. you're just like now it's not gonna leave my head Uh, i think that was the goal it's true now that we're talking about it it's stuck in my head now so uh, oh sorry about that (laughs) but but before uh you know before our uh, our zoom call started shine was stuck in my head so um which you know is, is your your latest single which is like it's new but it's not new um you know your your diehard fans already know the song um but people that either just sort of know you or maybe they're just learning about you for the first time are being introduced um to your band with shine and shine is such a great song you you originally released it as an acoustic uh song and then then it wound up on the Sky Against Racism uh, compilation. And now you're finally, you have it released with, uh, you know, on its own and with a great music video to go along with it. I really enjoyed watching that. That was fun. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And so the, is someone, if they don't know the band, and they're listening to that song for the first time, they're thinking, oh, this is a fun, upbeat ska song. You know, this is this is great. But if a person actually knows the story behind it, it's so much deeper than that. There's so much more to it than, oh, this is a happy, you know, sounding song, which I guess ska songs, even if it's not a happy song, it sounds happy. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but still like it, it, it could easily, you could easily gloss over what the, the actual song is about. So, so let's get into that if you don't mind. Um, yeah, it, so shine is written about your daughter. We just kind of touched on that a couple minutes ago, your daughter Neely, um, yes. how she has, um, it, it, and you can pronounce it so much better than I can, obviously. She has, she actually was, she was born with spinal muscular atrophy we shorten it to SMA because it's so much easier to say. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a, it's quite a mouthful, but yeah, she was born with a, it's a genetic disease and, um, you know, it's rare. So we didn't really know anything about it, uh, when we found out and the more we found out about it, the scarier it felt and, um, just the diagnosis altogether was really scary and I felt so dark and it's just not me like if anybody knows me I mean look at our look at our band look at our videos like that is not me like I am not a sad person but I mean everybody gets that way so I had like written the lyrics at least to this um song and I sort of like buried it in like our lyrics folder but I just wanted to like get it out you know type of thing and the, the guys in the band, like one day they sort of like found it. And I think they kind of knew I was like struggling because they're my friends, you know, and uh, they were like, you need to do this. You need to, you need to finish this. Like any, if anything, you should just write like it as a song. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why we did the acoustic version. And um, I think that's why when people like, if you know, the older version, the acoustic version, it's called Neely's song on there now, but, um, I, people always tell me they get sad. I get it because I was sad when I, when I wrote right. it. And I think that's really cool that people can get that from the music, um, just listening to it. And I'm so proud that like, it, like people could identify with it. You know, I just didn't believe the guys. I was like, it's too sad. It cannot be a half past two song. Like, no, no, no. Like this is not on brand for half past two. It's too sad. Don't want to make people cry and sad. And when we played it live, like we would play it acoustic and people would like be crying. (laughs) So, um, we just had a goal. 
we're like, we really would like to see it full band. And if it is full band, we, there's no way we can't make this like, you know, uh, like a more optimistic, positive and like hopeful song. So that's what we did when we didn't think we were going to do it this quick, you know, like when the opportunity to be on an Asian man, like bad time, Scott Punk daily compilation came up, up, especially Scott against racism, 2020. Um, we, we had nothing in our, we had nothing in our back catalog, but we just wanted to say yes. Like what, why would you say no? So we, we did it like, uh, so our trombone player just sat down. He hammered out the full band version in like a day. And then we all kind of put our hands on it and it turned out to be something totally magical because it's really important to me that everybody in the band is represented. And I think now like it's definitely a half past two song because it, it sounds like us. And if you see the video, it very much represents like, we are and what we like to do. So. Yeah, no, I, I would say so. I, I would say mission accomplished. Um, yes. <laughs> everyone did a great job. <laughs> um, it, it definitely sounds like a half past two song. It's got so much energy <laughs> and like you did also, you did accomplish the, you know, the optimistic side of the song. Um, but I still, I'm sorry, I still couldn't help. I guess it's just the parents in me. But think, yeah. but thinking about wh- where the lyrics come from, I literally, I was like, I was getting sad. You know, I was, I was getting kind of, <laughs> yeah. I was getting kind of teary-eyed, and I was just, you know, I was, I was kind of feeling for you because, you know, I mean. I just, I, I'm sure I can't imagine going through those struggles. I mean, every parent goes through struggles with their, their kids. You know, every kid has something, right? Or every person, not just kids, every right. person has something. I've got a condition. You've got a condition. Uh, Fred down the street's got a condition. I mean. Or you're taking care of somebody else. Like it's just, you know, I, I think that's why uh, the song when people tell me like, oh, I, you know, this really resonated with me and it, with the stories that are usually attached to it are more like, I just, I'm, sometimes I don't think I can do it, you know, and um, sometimes I can't do it for myself. So I, you're right. Maybe sometimes I need to do it for somebody else. And that's kind of, you know, like I said, it was cathartic. I just needed to tell my daughter in some way that I was sad then, but there was she was my reason mm-hmm. to like you know that's so cheesy it, great now i'm saying really it's, cheesy things but it's so <laughs> but it's so true though and it, it's it's not a it's not a bad cheesy it, it doesn't come across it doesn't come across to me as cheesy it comes across as genuine you know okay well we're on a pizza show so. <laughs> cheesy cheesy genuine then you're right you know I mean, your your diet coke would go perfect with with pizza right now. I yes, it would. My coffee mug, though, I'm not sure. I've got coffee. I've got coffee in I here. I love so. the mug. Thank you. Yeah, I love the mug. <clears throat> yeah, cute little uh, pomeranian dogs on it. Very so so pop punk of me right now. Yes. Um. So edgy. Yeah. Very. Very edgy. I am like the edgiest person that you will ever meet. For sure. I don't know. There's not one button on the jacket you're wearing right now. So <laughs> come on. <laughs> I know. I don't have any buttons or patches on this jacket. It's. Oh, man. I'm going to have to send something to you. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, okay. Well, on my guitar strap, I've got a plethora of buttons. So I make up. Okay. I make up for it on my, my guitar strap, <laughs> I guess. So. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I love the, the message of the song. I, I love what it brings to the table. Um, and it just made me want to know more about your story and about your daughter's story. So let's go back to when you didn't even know that she had SMA. What was that process like? Um, how long did it take to to figure that out and what what did they think it could have possibly else been i'm just curious well um luckily today in california in our in the state of california not every state is like this but luckily now as of this year sma is part of the newborn screening so like 
anybody and every baby born in some states aren't mine included will be screened for it so it won't be a mystery anymore because wow. for us we didn't know neely had sma till she was like a month shy of two which is very, very long because uh she never walked and uh, that's sort of what was alarming you know and as a she was my first child so I really didn't have a lot to go off of except for what other people say to you. Mm -hmm. And that's just like some people were concerned. Other people said, don't be concerned. Some babies are late walkers or, you know, stuff like that. But uh, around a year and a half, our pediatrician just said, you know, she has really low muscle tone and I would like you guys to start seeing a specialist. So we went to a neurologist who wasn't sure what it was, who sent us to a geneticist to sort of do all the tests. And uh, the whole time, you know, we're thinking like, this is silly. This is nothing. Like, because people, we wanted to believe it was nothing, you know. And uh, we were setting her up for all these tests. They wanted to do an MRI. They wanted to do all the, you know, all these things. And um this was the beginning. So we were really not used to all of the pricks and pokes like maybe we are now. Um, and uh, so it was just, it was all, it was really heavy for everybody, for all three of us, uh, her especially. So once we got the diagnosis, I remember being in the doctor's office and two doctors came in to give us the diagnosis and they asked us if they wanted to like keep her in another room. So I knew this was not good. But when they told us it was spinal muscular atrophy, I had, I didn't know what that was. So like, we just sat there waiting for them to say something. And they were like, you are taking this very well. And we were like, well, what are you, what are you saying? Like, like what are you, yeah, we're like, what are you just tell me? Yeah. Like, okay. What, what does this like, really mean? Yeah, yeah. We're like, we're just, we're just normal people, you know, mm -hmm. we're just regular off the street people. We don't know, you know, and um, we had no family history. SMA is a carrier disease, which means my husband has to be a carrier and I have to be a carrier. So it was like the genetic lottery, basically. And once those two carriers get together, there's a one in four chance that your any child you have could have SMA. So yeah, it was just a lot. And also when she, we got her diagnosis, I was pregnant with my son and so finding out it was genetic and that there's a 25% chance that he also oh, could have man. SMA, it was, it was terrifying. That's what I'm saying. This whole thing, like I was so in such a dark place. I was like, if you like listen to the original song, you'll be there with me. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's just where I was. So, um, once I got the diagnosis, I, it was way the doors sort of like opened up. I didn't want to know. And then once I knew it was way easier to find support and um, get her the help she needed. And there's no cure for SMA, but um, even since she was born, they have come out with three different treatments that are doing a lot of good. And the new treatment she's on came out in August. We got her on it right away and she's doing, she's doing wonderful. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where we are. And, um, that's our story. She's, she's been doing lots of, she's had a really tough, she's had a really <laughs> tough. Sorry, that's my no, I, I was going to say, I hear somebody <laughs> in the background there. Yeah. yeah um, she's had like a, you know, a tough life as far as like treatments and stuff. Cause it's not easy The the treatment she was doing before this one, she would have to get these spinal taps every four months. And that was supposed to be like ongoing, like for the rest of her life. Wow. But then they came out with this new treatment that was oral and we were like, we're jumping ship. Like we're going, you know? And, um, so I was hoping for more. I hope that by raising awareness for it, people, um, you know, like more, more developments sort of come from it because that's what I've noticed is that the more funding, the more research we get for any sort of disease, you know, obviously I'm most influenced by this one. Um, that's, that's just how, that's how it's going to happen. That's how, if there's going to be a cure, she'll have one, but also spreading awareness helps because if there's not one, I want people to know that she's totally cool, mm -hmm. you know, 
She's super bright. She knows everything you're saying. People with SMA, their brains are unaffected. They are 100% on fire right there with you. Even if they look like, you know, maybe they're not paying attention to you or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I always say, if, if you want to know, ask their caregiver, you know, but most of the time they're judging you right then and there. Like, so they're watching you, they're watching you and they're like, you know what? I can already tell you're uncomfortable. So I already get my daughter. She can tell people are uncomfortable around her and she thinks it's kind of silly. So that's funny. I'm getting a lesson like every day in like disability, ableism, insurance, you know, government programs, she's only four and I can tell you that uh I think I've learned more than I ever learned in like college just about like life Mm -hmm. you know being around here in hospitals and stuff right I would imagine so (laughs) everything good I don't know (laughs) if you need to go check that's totally cool okay hold up one second (laughs) what are you guys doing Hey, this is uh, if if none of you are parents, this is what parenthood is like, especially when you're trying to work from home. This is exactly what it's like <laughs> for fair warning. Everything good? They were like yelling marbles, marbles. That's all it was. <laughs> Mar- are they playing marbles? Do ki- yes, yes. We have like one of those um like like marble roller coasters sort of. You remember those from when you were a kid where you would like build them up and then you would put the marbles in and they would just like fall through different um they used to always have them at like kids' clubs and stuff. I remember I don't know. Um I don't remember what it was called now, but there was a game where kerplunk with the marbles and the sticks yes is that what it was called kerplunk yes okay. yes uh is that that's a different game than what you were talking about though right yeah yeah no, the, i know the i forget what they're called it's like it's like a marble thing where you it's got different pieces and you build it and then i don't know you just like drop marbles down and they go different ways that sounds and... cool i want one of those <laughs> i know my kids love it but uh that's what that's why they're in there yelling marbles <laughs> that's, a, that's <laughs> adorable that. no you're fine um i was i was watching your your facebook story earlier today and uh it was the the three of you you and and your two kids out for a walk and your your daughter and your son were in front of you and they were holding hands and it was just the cutest thing ever it was the cutest they never do that that's why i was like oh my gosh i gotta get my phone out (laughs) well because my daughter is in a power chair and i mean that thing has some speed like if she turns it up to the highest speed which she always does (laughs) it's a jog like you got a jog um so yeah she the fact that she slowed it down so that he would let you know so they can hold hands Mm -hmm. was unique yeah and i liked it a lot that's so cute because they're (laughs) yeah they're about two years apart then right yes they are they're almost exactly two he was born on fourth of july wow and she was yeah like uh benjamin button right wasn't benjamin button born on the fourth of july did you see that movie yeah, I think he was born on the 4th yeah, of July, if right? I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, too. But um, <laughs> completely besides the point, I was just trying to think of... Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that's like the first thing to pop in my head. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just so cute to see, you know. Um, you, you, I, I feel like I don't see that often either with, with brothers and sisters, but they are young. So, you know, I, I don't know, a couple of years from now, that might not happen. <laughs> oh, they fight all the time, like all the time. One thing I appreciate about their relationship is most people are really careful with her mm-hmm. and he is not. Like, <laughs> well, he's a brother. And so. she likes it. Right. That's what I'm saying. She likes it because he will just, they rough each other up and they're laughing, but like. <laughs> no you know only the two of them will be able to know the limits uh-huh. basically uh-huh. gotcha <laughs> so um getting back to to shine i 
It, yeah. it was also said that it's pretty much the first single from your record that's supposed to come out next year. So what what can you tell me about this new record? Well, we haven't had a full-length album since 2008. <laughs> so yeah, that's a long time. A, <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. But, you know, like I was saying earlier, before 2020, um, we were really just focused on like being home and here because that's just the world was that big, right. you know? Yeah. And, um, and around here, it just seemed that our, basically our friends just wanted to consume music in the way most of us do, which is in the way of singles. Mm -hmm. And so that was our, our goal was just to sort of like, like put out singles and do it whenever we wanted. And then when this year happened, at the beginning of the year when nothing like when everything was normal mm. um we had really big plans we had huge <laughs> plans and we were like so excited and i think every, a lot of people had plans yeah. because 2020 sounded cool yes right? it we did like, it's a new de yeah, we new like, decade and everything yeah and it's like it repeats like i don't know okay but we just thought it was going to be so cool and then um it just it wasn't yeah <laughs> obviously yeah. and then we were we had an ep that came out like at the beginning of all of this and we sort of were like we can't do what we wanted to do which was get together all the time and like write music together mm -hmm. that was what was going to be different about this album or whatever what we thought it was going to be was that we were doing it together well we can't be together so uh, we just decided we were going to take our time with it. And at the end we would put out, we would make all of those songs into an album. We're doing five songs at a time so that we can, you know, sort of focus on, uh, what we like and what we don't like. And we're hoping to get about 15 songs recorded and then decide like, you know, you know 12, maybe, because Half Past Two does not keep a back catalog of like anything, which is to our detriment. Because well, you might in now. This year, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we have to now because, um, but like before all of this happened, we didn't get asked to do anything, mm -hmm. and all the like this year happened, and um, I feel like you know people are noticing us even for the first time, even though we've been a band for fourteen years. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I didn't and, actually realize that, honest, honestly, <laughs> and, until this this Zoom call with you. I did not realize that it's been that long. I figured it was. I love it. I figured it was sometime in you know the 2010s. I didn't realize it started in the previous decade. Oh so. yeah, yeah. I know it's so funny because people think we're. I mean, people see us as new. I like that. We all like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um we've been around so long like they call they say ska comes in waves it is so far for us it feels so true because back in 2006 when we were like graduated high school and started this band we were like you know nobody nobody played ska music nobody liked it at, and that, it was point, joke, at that point so. it was it was you know as far as like the mainstream eye was concerned it was not a thing anymore you know oh no you know and i we lived in Orange County, which was like considered like a '90s ska mecca, you know. So, but even that time, Orange County was kind of dead with ska, wasn't it? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we were in like a place where people knew about ska music, and they just straight up did not care. Like, they just they weren't into it anymore. Yeah. Which is like we obviously we didn't care because we still started the band, and I mean we're here today. Um, which is so strange, but yeah. <laughs> that means you made it through the one of the the hardest periods of ska music is is what that means, you know. Yeah, so, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, if you really think about it, because it it was super tough for ska bands for any band in that decade. I mean, even if you were in the like the post hardcore emo scene, it was still hard to to a certain degree. Um, but yeah. but more so for. Uh, punk bands and ska bands when you say hard though like i laugh because when you're in a ska band you're just like what's like is it hard are you do you really think you're gonna like be 
famous. You know, like that's what we thought when we started. We're like, nobody's gonna. Our goal when we started, we were like, one day we would love to be hometown heroes. Mm-hmm. Like we would love people to be like half past two. We know that band like just around town. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, and, um, it, I, I don't yeah. live in Orange County, but I mean, you know, to me, you're one of the <laughs> it feels, you're one of the first names yeah. that comes up nowadays, I feel like in Orange County. So, and- yeah, that's what we we're saying. We were like, uh, I think I I wrote down somewhere in a diary. I just I wanted my goal sort of was just if people looked back on like that little like blip in music history and zoomed in on like ska music uh, right yeah. like I, at that time i just wanted our name to just like appear <laughs> well you let's know. see what how many more <laughs> years before they make another ska documentary will it be like another 10 or 20 years i imagine they'll be interviewing <laughs> you know half past two and uh you know bite <laughs> bite me bambi and you know yeah cat bite right i was gonna say cat, yeah and... right yes yeah, got to network for <laughs> sure and you know um oh yeah all... we can only hope we can only hope. I, I would hope so people still care yeah um it's uh you know it's the sky is bigger than it ever was at this point i think um but that's just me so we're having a good time right now. Like, like I said, we've been doing this for a long time and we are having such a, a good time right now. Even last year has, as far as like scoff fun has nothing on 2020. I know this is not ideal, but wow. I would not have connected with these bands and other places that we are. Like we did a collaboration with Millington. Yes. Who's like all the way. Yeah. yeah on the East all the coast. Way in New York. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that was like a dream. Before this, I was just a Millington fan, right? Right, I was going to say, because that was another (laughs) little conversation we had on Facebook, um, because I had made a post about, like, I just discovered, that's another band I just discovered this year was Millington, and I made a post about that, and you're like, oh, I love Millington, you know? And then next thing I know, you guys put out a cover of Less Than Jake's uh, you know, look what happened. And that's on the, uh, you know, the pop punk and pizza Spotify playlist this month, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you guys you. are, yeah. you guys are, uh, winning with the most votes by the way, for that song right now. So on our, uh, Yay! Yeah, on our Facebook, <laughs> our Facebook group poll, you guys have the most votes currently. So, you know, I mean, we're like halfway through the month. If you keep it up, you're going to be on the playlist for another month so yes. yeah well you like they like us they like i mean us. that would be hell that would be an awesome tour millington and uh, even if it was just one show like millington and half past two that would be a that would be we, a kick-ass show we it's definitely a dream like cody and i have we were like dude we got to figure this out you mm. know we got to swap we'll we'll go over there and they'll come over here mm. We'll do both. both <laughs> yeah, something. But just like anybody, you know, like we did, we did, uh, we did a, a cover of "Lost Again" by Dancehall Crashers with like Jer, Scotty Network, and Tim from Catbite, and um, Nate from Mustard Plug, and and Talina from Bite Me Bambi. Like it was just this year has been so wild. Every people, every people are just saying yes to things. They are, um, and they're just. I think everyone's bored. Well, yeah, you know? it, it's it's almost it well, it's obviously forced everyone to be social in different ways, you know, like yes. we have to instead of socializing more locally at home at shows, at physical shows, concerts, live music, we're actually socializing online and we're socializing more I feel like with our peers than we were ever before because more than ever before we have to help each other out right so i love it i think it's so great especially like in our in the ska community since that is what we tout like so hardcore was like unity i've never felt more connected to like ska at large than right now like brooklyn vegan is writing articles about ska music i never saw that coming when i was living in la and like yeah. <laughs> when I was living in LA and like following, like reading Pitchfork and Brooklyn Vegan every day you know, for Van- 
not did not see that yeah. coming did they, not see that coming at all maybe they <laughs> they hired someone who's just like a big ska nut like the last you know so many months but yeah i thought that was weird too well, geez i hope so I, well, yeah. I, I don't know what happened over there but it's so funny to see like yeah half past two and then you know like um, all the all these other Watu is on there. Yeah, yeah we are the unions on yeah. there. Kill Lincoln's on there. Exactly. Yeah. It's just Jam. it's awesome. It's you know, I I'm not complaining. We're, yeah, it's just I think we're getting like into we're getting back on people's radar and um, not us personally, just like ska music mm-hmm. and I don't know. I keep saying it's that everyone's really busy doing stuff, but I think that's kind of a reason that that people are noticing ska music again is because a lot of us decided we were going to keep doing stuff, putting out music and doing these live streams and, and going on podcasts and talking and meeting new friends. I'm so glad that uh, we can do this. I don't want to take too much more of your time because you've got, you've got the kids. Um, I know. But uh, w- I, I do want to know, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of this. Now, we don't know what Bonnie of Stand Atlantic would want one of her songs to be a ska song, but which one would you pick Stand Atlantic song to, to hmm. cover? I remember telling you. I think I know what you were thinking, but I'm curious now. I want to um, get this on record on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it Coffee at Midnight? Because I thought that's what you I, I said. Mean, Coffee at Midnight is my favorite Stand Atlantic mm-hmm. song. So I would that's what I would want to cover. Yeah. But I don't know. If I had to choose something off of the like the newest album, mm-hmm. Blurry like is my favorite, even though that's the single. And I'm sure that's everybody's favorite. <laughs> and I guess I would consider Lavender Bones, even though it had to grow on me. I I didn't start off like really that That whole. Well, even Pink Elephant is an amazing record, but Lavender Bones, man. I mean, just the song, like the song too. I mean, the song's great. It's a great song, but when I first like the first few times I heard it, I remember talking to my bandmate. I was just like. This one's not doing it for me. It's not. But now if I'm listening to Stand Atlantic, I have to listen to that song too. So I don't know. (laughs) I think that Bonnie has like a really interesting writing style. Yes. As a, as a lyricist. Um, I think that's one of the things that I had to get used to is I was just like, what? This doesn't make sense or whatever, but it doesn't need to. Maybe it's an Australian thing. I don't know. I, uh, that's the thing it doesn't need to make sense i don't i do it all the time and i'm sure it makes sense i'm sure it makes sense to, to her, her and course, that's why yeah. right yeah. right right yeah. and it doesn't matter yeah. all the songs are great right. and i i yeah. love stand atlantic so yeah. i guess that would be my choice coffee at midnight because it's my favorite i don't know if it would be the best ska song i think you should do it it's my favorite you should do it <laughs> I will pay you guys and the money I don't have to do it. <laughs> okay, you're, you're like, I'll pay you in, in sweet, sweet smiles. Sweet smiles and, and pizza. <laughs> oh, man. Pizza. Um, yeah, send us a pizza and we'll do it for sure. Okay, cool. A ska band will do anything for a box of pizza, pretty much. They'll travel across the country right? for a box well, of pizza. Well, hey, it could happen. I mean, if you're ever in the Chicago <laughs> area, hit me up. I got you. All right. I got you covered. <laughs> Um, what are some of your other favorite ska bands or not ska bands, uh, pop punk bands besides Stand Atlantic? Some of my favorite pop punk bands. Jeez, you really put me on the spot. I mean, I grew up in the early 2000s, so I'm like a real sucker for stuff like the stuff that you probably heard on TRL back then, right. like and normal stuff like some 41 and like Blink 22. But I also really like cheesy, like there was this, there was this um label when I was growing up called the militia group. Have you ever heard of yeah, them? Yeah, it sounds Maybe familiar. Not. Okay. So they had a lot of like pop punk, like emo bands and stuff on it. And I liked bands like the rocket summer. Oh, Please okay. That was rocket summer. Okay. I was like, who was on yeah. that label? Cause I was like, I know yeah, the name like, of that label. Make fun of me. And may, may used to be on okay. um, that yep. one. I think may started off on militia. I group remember and, may like, And, um, like Watashi Wa, I don't know. It's like all this really cheesy, like not even like power pop punk. It's like girly. Uh, I, you know, I liked Dashboard. And yeah. Like, 
I am pretty much your typical um, 2004. Scene like, girl. Bangs. Yeah, scene, scene girl. I had the bangs <laughs> and um, and all that stuff. And then so. you became a ska, a, a ska girl or a, a rude no, girl. No, no, I actually... I started off liking ska and then in high school, ska wasn't as like cool. Right. right? Yep. I still liked it, but, but not in the two thousands. Like we talked about no, earlier. I mean, so yeah, yeah. I'd say I liked it. Um, like it went in the early two thousands, but, uh, we kind of switched over to like emo and like pop punk, uh, all my friends. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah. That's all I remember. Yep, is- yeah. That's same here. That happened uh, in my clan too. So, I I, I hear you. All right. Well, um, anything else before we uh, we hang up? Um, I just want to say I think your ska um, tile in in the pictures that you you have of your new home is amazing. <laughs> in your in your foyer and um i just wish and, i wish that was actually my home i really do no, i thought that no, was your foyer I there, was like, were, there were so many people that actually believed that was my new house why wouldn't we believe you well i literally just a year ago moved into my new house um so like oh, okay. i've already like <laughs> I already just got into a new house. And when I posted that, I think the pe- more of the people that believed it, I think, were the ones that obviously don't, you know, know me as well. And I just I thought they would see that I was kidding because it the that picture with the, you know, the ska checkered looking floor is a mansion in New York State in Jamestown. Okay. So my brother was getting married uh, in uh, Jamestown, New York. And uh, he, they they rented this mansion for the weekend, and so that's where that that picture oh, came okay. from. You just had so many pictures. I was like, okay, well, he lives here. This is this is he's I wish um, it was it was a really cool mansion. Um, you know, it was Jacques. Jacques, you could have kept that going with me I, for I years. Should, like, okay. I didn't want to be mean, but like literally, <laughs> you're not the only one that actually thought that was my new house. Like. It was I was not expecting that. I thought people would like carry on or, or catch on. <laughs> they would get your sorry. Some yeah, people did, obviously, care. but yeah, I'm sorry uh that that yeah, but but thank you though. I I love them too. Um, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was a, it was a very uh that was like one of the first things I noticed about the the house was the fo- you know, the foyer or the foyer and how it had the yeah. Scott checkered floor. It was so awesome. <laughs> I was like inspiration. I I like this. I might need something like this in my house. <laughs> you should. You should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you, Tara. And uh I really really appreciate your time and um really looking forward to hearing that new record awesome thanks so. i think the next single comes out in january Ooh, so. that'll be here before yeah. you know it yeah i know i'm so excited <laughs> well so. you're welcome back anytime so all right all right thank you have a great rest of the day you too <laughs> thank you bye bye the future's bright for us Big thank you once again to Tara of Half Past Two for being on the show today. It was a lot of fun chatting with her. Please go and support Half Past Two and stream their latest single, Shine, and watch the video on YouTube as well. It's available everywhere. Well, the obviously the video is available on YouTube, but what I meant to say is that Shine, uh, the song, is available everywhere online. And make sure you follow them on social media as well. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at half past two. The number two typed out, that is, Ska. That's uh, their handle. So half past two Ska is uh, where you can find them at on social media. That's it for today's episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I am Jacques Lamour, your host. I really hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, I encourage you to go back and find another episode that you would possibly uh, be interested in. We've got quite a few of them uh, over, what, today's 127? 
Um, that's including today's show. But uh, obviously, there's 126 other episodes that you can check out if you haven't uh, done so already. So please hit that subscribe button and check those other shows out. And while you do hit that uh, subscribe button, please give us a positive rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to this podcast at. It really does go a long way. You can check out our merch store and buy something there today for that pop punk pizza lover in your life. It's a perfect stocking stuffer. Make sure you use that promo code POPPUNK at checkout to get $2 off your order. And to get to our merch store, just go to poppunkpizzapod.com. Now, if you're in a band, you're a publicist, you're a manager, whoever you are, and you want to get in touch with me about submitting your music or uh, possible being a possible guest on the show, or even if you just want to say, hey, shoot me an email at bangerangradio at gmail.com. Now, if you're on the band side of things and you're wanting to submit your music, I do prefer Spotify or YouTube links. And please submit an EPK or a one sheet if you have that. That's always super, super helpful. There's also a contact forum on poppunkpizzapod.com as well if you don't want to shoot me an email but uh, again my email bangerangradio at gmail.com if you want to get those submissions into me or if you have any questions you can also uh, follow me on social media facebook twitter and instagram is all at poppunkpizzapod.com you can always reach out to me there and one last thing real quick before I let you go. I got to let you know about something real cool coming up this Monday, November 23rd. It's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time and 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm doing a live stream with the After Hours Review, and you might be familiar with them. They're another media outlet, kind of like Pop Punk and Pizza. We talk to a lot of the similar artists, but there's also a lot of artists that they talk to that I don't talk to, but they do reviews and live streams and things like that. And so we are uh, collaborating this coming Monday evening, uh, sharing uh, what some of our favorite albums are that have been released this past year. And I'm sure we'll touch on some other things as well. But I'm very honored and uh, excited and and delighted to uh, be invited to be on their uh, Facebook live stream and also their uh, live stream on Twitch. So you can uh, follow them on Facebook, the After Hours Review. Also, same thing for their Twitch, I believe, as well. Just the After Hours Review. Or better yet, just go to the AfterHoursReview.com and you can find all the links there. There is a Facebook event for this as well on the Pop Punk and Pizza podcast Facebook page if you want to RSVP to that. So I hope uh, hope we can all hang out on uh, Monday night. So if all goes planned, I'll have another episode dropping for you coming up this Tuesday, November 24th, and that will be with McKenna out of Chicago. Not necessarily a pop-punk band, but a band that is influenced by pop-punk. And I, I know the band a little bit. I've uh, gotten to see them live i think just one time when uh i i host this music fest obviously not this year but i i host a music fest called snooze fest uh right around the beginning of each and every year like i said except for this coming year um and they uh played this festival in chicago one year and that's where i met them and they're a really solid band i'm looking forward to catching up with them so that will drop this tuesday november 24th So I'll talk to you then. Please wear a mask. Please wash your hands and take good care of yourself. I hope you, your family, and your friends are all staying safe and healthy during this crazy time. And if you ever need someone to talk to, don't hesitate to reach out to me, all right? I'm here for you. Have a great weekend. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.